I just don't think that we're spending enough time talking about how the ancestors were people. Like, okay, when we're living in space stations in the sky, you know what the history books are going to say. They're going to be like, black people were all strong and brave in the face of absolute white nonsense. And that's true, but they're going to make no mention of the fact that sometimes we also found ourselves in the middle of, I don't know, Victorian era love triangles, for example. But the black space children of the future have a right to know things like that. And I'm going to be the one to tell them. So over the next couple weeks, I'm going to share stories that were published in black newspapers back in the 1880s and 90s that, you know, admittedly don't rise to the level of an MLK speech, but I think they still deserve to be remembered. And I hope that the ancestors don't get mad at me for doing this. I'm not trying to be irreverent. I'm just trying to keep it 100, you know, for the space kids. Hello and welcome to The Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm your host and very amateur historian, Nicole Hill. As a person that grew up watching truly any period romance or drama I could get my hands on, I had to start with these two letters published in the paper for like the whole world to see in 1886. The letters are going to be read to you by my friends Precious and Ian because, you know, they're brilliant performers, but also their relationship just has this rhythm that is so perfect for this story. I mean, you'll you'll see, you'll see. Okay, so first, let me set the scene. This story takes place in Chocolate City, Washington, D.C., During the Victorian era, there lived a class of black elites who spent all their days and nights being prim and proper, and two gossip columnists who would disagree. Their names were Clara and Louise, and they wrote for the black periodical, The Washington Bee. Clara and Louise were actually assumed names, adopted to protect the ladies from the wrath of the black aristocracy. Each week, the ladies would write their column in the form of letters to each other, and they would tell one another, and by extension, all of Black DC, what the elite were really getting into. So this letter is from the newspaper, The Washington Bee, November 27th, 1886. My understanding of this letter is it's just a messy take on a relationship and it's giving Real Housewives confessional, but in a newspaper. Awesome. Dear Clara, I hardly know how to begin or what to relate first. But the most sensational thing that has ever happened in our society is the elopement of Miss Luli Francis of this city and Mr. Craigwell of Harrisburg, PA. Luli and Craigwell. Those are their names. Those are some names. Okay. Okay. The mother and father of Miss Francis had issued invitations for her marriage to Mr. Sneed. The wedding was to have taken place Thursday, December 2nd at the 15th Street Presbyterian Church. Does that still exist? Is that down near the White House? It sounds like it's like a historic church that still stands today. Yeah, it's downtown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It will be remembered that Mr. Craigwell had been going with Miss Francis for a number of years. 
and it was understood that the engagement between them had been canceled and that Mr. Sneed claimed to be the friend of Mr. Craigwell. So Craigwell and Sneed are friends. All right, here's the mess. Here we go. <laughs> One evening last week, Mr. Craigwell visited Miss Francis at her residence on 13th Street between L and M Streets and had a talk over matters. He told her that he always loved her and that it was hard to see his first love married to another man who would make her life miserable. This kind of reminds me of like a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> like in the in the 11th hour, it's like, no, don't do it. Don't marry this guy. He's bad for you. And you're just like, she's moved on. And the word choice to make her life miserable. Not just like, this is the wrong choice. Just dramatic. Just dramatic. Men, they don't change. At this juncture, Miss Francis said, but my invitations are out for my marriage to Mr. Sneed. Oh, I can fix that, said Mr. Craig. How? Do you work for USPS? The USPS, exi- it must have existed, I guess. What are you going to do? Prime. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a logistical matter of like, we've already sent them. People have their wedding attire. People bought the wedding gifts. They've arranged travel. But why wasn't the first thing that she said was, you know, no, I do love him. You know, the first thing she says is like, we've already sent out the invitations. It's not even like I think that you're wrong. I think back then people didn't marry because they loved each other. I think they married just because like it makes sense because he asked me because I said yes, because we knew each other or we got introduced. Like, I don't think it's a matter of the heart. That's why it's real messy because she's just like, it's a logistical issue is what I'm picking up to her. Yes. But the men are acting crazy. So it's emotional to the men. Yes. Okay. She's like, this is a logistical nightmare. And he's like, "My, you are my entire life. Don't do this. She's like, of course I don't love him, but we've already sent out the invitations. She's like, I hear you. I understand. However, I'm about to literally <laughs> walk down the aisle. Like everything's been paid. We paid the caterer. Like it's done. It must have been a shock to the man who had given her his heart and gone to the expense to make the wedding a brilliant affair. Mr. Sneed is a very quiet man and no doubt would have made Miss Francis a good husband. The household is started and society is up in arms to think that Miss Francis would be guilty of such an act. It's not for the want of home training on the part of the lady. Her parents consist of the best elements of our society. Mr. Craigwell, I don't believe, cares much for the lady who proved false to the man whom she decided to marry. I shall dismiss the unhappy affair from my letter. By the way, I saw Mr. Sneed at Fraternals last Wednesday evening. So is that like, is that park? Is that stadium? Like, are we at the strip <laughs> club? Are we at the bougie millennial club? Like, where is this at? Is it stands? Like, where are we? We're either at... Um, are we at Marvin's? We're at Marvin's or Clyde's or Stadium. Okay, I was like, I'm trying to figure out how controversial this 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 place is. And she saw him and he approached Major Fleetwood and said, Major, I carried you an invitation to my wedding, but I suppose that you have heard that my intended has gone off with another fellow? The Major laughed. <laughs> the Major laughed and said, Yes, Need. I don't know whether to congratulate you 
or to extend my condolence. Mr. Sneedon replies so that he would like to have his congratulations. Yours lovingly, Louise. So Mr. Sneedy felt like he dodged a bullet. So she did. Okay, so she left him. So she left him at the altar. She left him at the altar, ran off with another man, and he's actually relieved. relieved. And she left this good, quiet man, reliable, but the real tea was he didn't even care. So like you said, none of this was really, you know, I don't know whether to congratulate you or someone. He said, I'd like to have your congratulations. So I guess maybe, you know, maybe he's trying to be strong. It's, you know how men are. It's giving like, Don't let them see you sweat. It's giving like Omarion when he found out about Fizz in April, like trying to act like he doesn't care. That, now <laughs> that is messy. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on having, like, do you believe that it's okay to date a friend's ex, right? Because it's because her, her fiance and her ex were friends. So do you believe in dating a friend's ex or do you think that's off limits? I think it's messy. I think unless you have like explicit, you know, permission, but like how does one even go about getting that? I just think it's awkward. I think that you, you know, next thing you know, your sister wife or sister husband, you know, what is a brother husband, you know, but I, I would say that that's way more prevalent in the gay community. So if you, if one of your friends was like, I'm on, like, oh, I've been talking to your ex and like, we're getting serious. Like, I just want to talk to you or see how you feel about that. What would you say? I would say, oh, okay, that's cool. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I see you. You were that girl. I knew you were. You're like, I see you, Mr. Sneed. <laughs> no, I see you, Mr. Craigwell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but Sneed went after old boy's girl. He was like, oh, I got your girl. And then he's like, I got her back. That is the truth, yes. Okay. But it's Sneed so is quiet. That's what he was quietly up in them DMs. That's exactly what happened. A little snail mail, a little postcard. All right, let Shout me. Shout out to Fraternals. Yeah, what what the hell is Fraternals? Am I saying that right? I don't Fraternal, know. Fraternals. This was two hundred years ago. I'm like we have no idea what this place. You got to listen to the next episode to hear Precious read Claire's reply, which shares insider information from a friend close to Miss Francis about the lady's past with Mister Craigwell and his attempts to win her back. It's season two of The Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm Nicole Hill, and I have the pleasure of being the host and producer of this show. Everything you need to know about the podcast, how to donate, connect, listen to old episodes, all that stuff. You can find it at the website, secretadventuresofblackpeople.com. So please do go check it out. I got to spend the rest of this time saying thank you uh, to like a bunch of people. But please, really, go to thesecretadventuresofblackpeople.com. Let's stay in touch. Okay, so... Thank you to this episode's Black Adventurers, Precious and Ian. They have a hilarious pop culture show on IG Live called Messy Besties that you can see on Mondays at 7 p.m. Their social handles are in the show notes. If you want to laugh, then you definitely need to check them out. Thank you to everyone for subscribing and downloading and rating and reviewing this show. I'm so flattered. One review on Apple was from uh, 007RDG who's listening in the UK. Shout out to y'all. And they were saying that they wish there was a British version of the podcast. And I just want to say 007RDG and really anyone that isn't in my studio apartment, once we get free, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll tell whatever story you want me to tell as long as it's black. 
Shout out to my story editors, Alana Nevins, Ronald Young Jr., Lizzie Peabody, and Mark Pagan. And shout out to Snap Judgment for featuring the show on an episode in January. I've been a snapper for 10 years plus, and, you know, I'd say being on it was a dream come true, but to be honest with you, I didn't even know to dream something like that. All right. I'll see you again soon for more stories of Black folks holding it down across space and time. <laughs>